The Knees of Mother Brown West Ham podcast is brought to you by BombettaLondon.com. It's an Italian restaurant. Grace Dent went there last week. She, or actually, she tweeted about it last week. I think she went just before that. She raves about it. Lisa Snowden was in there Friday as well. So, hey, it's the new celeb spot in East London. It's by Snaresbrook. It does Italian food. You can make a reservation by going to BombettaLondon.com. Hello and welcome to the Knees of Other Brown West Ham podcast. It's Series 5, it's Episode 7. I'm Chris Gold with a C, joining me here in the studio. Sky Sports' very own Bianca West. Hello, guys. How are you? I'm alright. Not yeah. too bad. Not too low. There's a Not well. too high. Last week, uh, there was a, a comment on the forum uh, by Clawhammer who said, Having listened to uh, the whole podcast, I have sent for a Dignitas brochure, as it seems there is no hope. Well, here to bring us some hope <laughs> is DJ... Russ Willie, my friend and yours. Pressure's on, Dave. Russ. Wow. I can't remember how appearances is. Number three. I don't know. Just you need to be so... the pirate of the podcast. <laughs> no pressure. <laughs> when I come on, it's usually the sound of the uh, barrel being scraped, isn't it? Like, <laughs> no one else is available. Yeah. Quick, what do we do? Pretty yes. much. <laughs> Great so, to have you on. Someone yeah. elbowed Pleasure us. To be back. <laughs> it's actually two years ago today was a, a famous episode where we, we had lost out on a guest and James and I just sat in a studio and we, we kind of called Harry Redknapp to see if he'd... It, it answer and he didn't and it was a shambles but people spoke very highly of that episode why yeah we were just chatting uh, so we booked so we, nobody to, we had a guest chatting shit basically yeah. <laughs> we had a guest and they didn't turn up which is similar to what's happened today but Russ yep. glad Welcome. to have you yeah <laughs> good to be um, back yeah well, let's steam straight into the um, the feedback session. Also okay. on this episode, we've got Lee Bowyer coming up in a bit. James Longman's calling in from the from uh, Los that. Angeles. See, we're not yeah. we're not completely useless. No, yeah, I think we've pulled it back. We've, we've got some irons in the fire. Exactly. And no the, pun intended. Yeah. Yeah. There. <laughs> That's the kind of red hot banter. <laughs> Get ready. Another Strap one. in. Strap in <laughs> for forty five minutes. Accidental yeah. banter. Um, Anthony Clark. Yes. Um, what, what's he saying? Let's have a look. I've been following West Ham for only about 10 years now. So he's about 12 then, 13, yeah. is he? I've seen some pain. Not like long-time supporters, but I've witnessed it too. I'm completely fed up with the whining from our fans. Some saying they don't want to go to matches and selling season tickets. I'm an American... Okay, so that's why he's only supported for 10 years. Moving to the UK just to be closer to West Ham. Wow. Listen, y'all. Going to West Ham is not a luxury. It's a privilege and an honour. If you have a ticket, go. Not all fans can afford it or have the ability to go due to the location in the UK or around the world. Stop whining, man. Come on, you irons. Um, two things, Russ. Firstly, stop whining. What film's that? Is it The Room? No, no, I can't remember. I, it's an Arsenal Schwarzenegger film. Email podcast at kmb.com. I can't remember which one it is. Stop whining, kindergarten cop. Yep. Second point. <laughs> of course, all the classics. <laughs> the second point Dear I'd like idea. to make is, uh, yeah, so he's like saying this, stop whining to the fans. But yep. I mean, well, there's a sense of dread turning up at that stadium now, Russ, you just said it, like, yep. lifelong fan. You're so, And you're very optimistic. I am a very optimistic fan, but yeah, I have got a bit of dread. I, th- I think it's just because there's so much change. I mean, He's only supported the club for 10 years. You can't tell fans who've been going to the bowling for years upon years to stop whining because obviously that place meant a lot to a lot of people. So 
I don't think he's really got a leg to stand on to tell people to stop whining. But I have tried my best to kind of be like, this is this has happened now. We can't go back, so mm. let's try and make the most of it. But I think it was just a sense of dread from the fact the performance have been mm. so woeful. And then that's just highlighted everything else going on. But interestingly enough, I was speaking to Arsenal fans in the week and they were talking about when they moved to the Emirates. And they said the same. They said it was exactly the same for the first year or two. They hated it. you know. I mean, I know a lot of them hate it still now, but there was all these problems about sit down, stand mm-hmm. up. They were like policing certain segregations. Yep. Other segregations could get away with doing what they want. So he was saying, you just got to get, you got to bear with it and it'll, like, it'll eventually work itself out. But Yeah, I've heard that as well from a few gooners. I think, it, if I guess with them, they were probably still playing amazing football. And, oh, right, <laughs> yes, football that helps. So, um, it helps when you're like, consistently it, yeah. top four for about when, a billion years. Yeah. When you're shipping four goals to absolute dog shit teams <laughs> that's that's when the stadium gets highlighted all it's yeah all it's little cracks it's and when you're 2-0 up and then you still lose like yeah you, know, you concede four goals and yeah you know southampton just play around you like you're not there yep that's when that's you kind when of you know the God. thing is though with this week i turned up and we thought you know what i got that email saying my name is going to be on the uh, plaque on my oh, seat yeah, i didn't get that email i didn't know that so i was saying Look, look, look forward to this guy's your name, you know. Like, so we'd, we'd pay for these seats, we're going to get a little like embroidered plaque. Thought, what's this going to be? What's it going to look like? Embroidered Turned up, it is the poniest bit of plastic ever. It's literally yeah. like if you've gone to like it's a sponsored re- by Pony, like the old days, might as well be. It's like you know, when you go to like a really bad conference and they give you like a name <laughs> and you don't want to wear it, and they're like, Can you put this on so everyone can talk to you? And you're like, I'll just put it in my pocket. It's like someone has put that on your chair. Oh, and you just think, what is the point? <laughs> it just sums up our club, I think. Yeah. Like, it's so Mickey Mouse. Yeah. We've got an interview with James Lay where he was ranting about the state of those. Um, <laughs> so stick around for that. I saw yeah. that on Twitter. I saw the pictures. <laughs> it's, um, I wasn't dazzled. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's like, you know, like a really bad, it's like in Comic Sans, like oh, no. just everything oh, no. about it. Comic Sans I swear well. it said engraved as well. Didn't yeah, it? it definitely said engraved. I swear the word engraved to- was knocking yeah. about. I haven't dreamt that. So they can just slide out the bit of paper yeah. with yeah, their yeah, name on yeah. it and just slide Literally, in another yeah. one for the next man. When I when I don't remove my seat, someone else can have their name on there. I can't. Do you think they were like, okay, well, we're getting these engraved plaques, they're 50 quid a head, and then, then someone's coming along and looks at the budget and going, well, I'll just get little cards done for yeah. two quid, and that's more yeah. money for us. So it's 50 quid they cost? No, I don't know. I've I just completely cost, yeah. just made that up. Oh, okay. But do you reckon they worked out probably, for seat? And was probably. Like, oh, actually, it was like, you know, they said they were going to program on your seat, didn't they? But then they're probably like, actually, we've got to employ someone to walk in and put them on the seat, so just go get your side, go outside. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, anyway. Great times. just love it. <laughs> yeah. Still, keep listening, because it will get better. <laughs> um, had an email as well from Richard Archbold, and um, I quite like this email, and I thought it was a nice little story, so I've included it. Um, let's see how it goes. You might you might disagree with me. Um, he says, possibly of interest, the week before the last, I went on holiday to Croatia. We travelled about a bit, but stayed in Split on the Saturday night. Halfway through the holiday, it dawned on me that Slav played at Hadjok Split. Realising this, I checked to see if they were playing that day. Luckily, they were at home on the Saturday night to HNK Silibalia. The big one. Here's, here's his report from uh, Hadjok okay. Split, what that match day experience is like. In light of the popcorn chat in the last episode, you might be interested to know that Hadjok Split have their own brand of popcorn, and he sent a picture. <sighs> utterly, utterly disgusting. He also says... Um, what, the fact that they've got popcorn, or the, was it what's just... What's the flavour? Is it, uh, just <laughs> is it one of the new ones? Disgusting popcorn. Yeah. Like sweet almond and peanuts. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just salivated yeah. <laughs> Um He said their own brand. Maybe that's what we need to do. Because I know, Russ, you don't like the popcorn, do you? No. 
It's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah stop it. Okay, I stop like, buying it. Uh, no, no we can't just, I like popcorn. Maybe we're going to have pop, popcorn watch each week. Yeah. We're relegation watch, seeing if anyone's seen it, whether you've changed your mind about popcorn. Um, he also added, so it, it, more Hadrick split news. So he said that they've also got a running track around their stadium. It holds 35,000, but there was no more than five to 6,000 at the game. Despite this, there was an excellent atmosphere, mainly created by 750 or so crazy fans at one end. The point here is that there is no excuse for not creating an atmosphere at the London Stadium, whatever one's, whatever whatever anyone says he also says you can drink you can smoke inside the stadium in the away end there were genuinely literally three people and two of them were stewards um he doesn't offer a report on how the stewards uh, managed the match yep. but he does say i asked a few of the locals about slav they clearly still totally idolize him there and they all seem to light up when talking about it also the fans were considerably younger than ours on average i was wondering if this was due to pricing we get the most expensive tickets for about 10 pound but there were some tickets for four pounds so everyone can afford them uh, unfortunately, upon arriving back at Gatwick, I then headed straight to Stratford to watch us lose to Southampton. Really bring me down from my holiday mood with a bump. Oh well, Richard Archbold, thank you for that. Oh, you missed the fact oh. that he left after 75 minutes. Yeah, something yeah. I would never do. Uh, they were winning 3-1 and they missed three goals and it ended 6-1. Yeah, that'd be nice to have a home win, 6-1, wouldn't it? Oh, I was actually saying this to Russ. like A thumping it, win. I've, it's been so win. long since I've, I've gone to West Ham and been just sat back and we're just winning 3-0. Just, yeah, you know? emphatically. Just not, even last not season we always went behind. We very rarely yeah. sort of took games by the scruff of their necks and, and looked you know, no. out of sight. Yeah, did I, we? I, I can't think of the last one we did. I th- we thought it was going to be Watford. It looked so comfortable, yeah. and then we all know what happened. So we won't yeah. dwell on that. But yeah, no, I can't think of the last time we comfortably beat a team. We could all sit back, eat our popcorn, have a sing, you know. Yeah. But the, yeah. I'd say the atmosphere was good on uh, Saturday. Yeah, well, there was, there was moments when the noise was. Mate, you're skipping way ahead on the oh, run. Oh, okay. Yeah. We've got one later. We've got one before we talk about Middlesbrough. One thing to talk about: sending a selfie with a really obscure. Have you not player. had any yet? Well, I can't. Re- I can't reveal. But I haven't had Why? enough. We haven't had enough that well, I can talk about them. Read one. <laughs> <laughs> and was that you? <laughs> and that is me. And I photoshopped it. So. <laughs> uh, send in your selfies with obscure West Ham players. Here's how you can get in touch with the show. Get in touch with the show. Email podcast at kumb.com. Get on the forum at kumb.com or follow your hosts, your lovely hosts on Twitter. Beautiful people, lovely, one of your own. Bianca is at B E Westwood. Chris is at CJ Skull, and that's with a C, not a K, a C, because he's special. <laughs> Come on, you irons. Right, West Ham won, Middlesbrough won, Russ. Uh, mm-hmm. Oh, God, you nearly talked about it a second ago. What oh were you going to say? Jump the gun. Um, I was going to say the atmosphere, I thought, on Saturday was a lot better. I thought, say, the noise, there was moments when it was electric. It was almost like that stadium finally woke up. You know, when Pyatt scored, it just felt like this is it. This is the moment we're going to kick on. I thought we're, we're going to win this match now. We're going to get two, two more goals. But it wasn't to be, but I generally thought there is moments now it kind of felt like the teething problems are starting to go away like the sit down stand up nonsense that seems to have faded away a bit but we just can't seem to get a result can we mm. and I, yeah. I I kind of I tweeted this the other day I think if Sacco had been playing these last four or five games I think we would have probably scored two or three more goals and probably yeah. got some more points because at the moment we just don't look to see a striker that knows where, where to play up front the positioning's off there's like Zaza is like dropping so deep starting play and then there's just no one up there so it just kind of feels like we're missing that final edge and I just feel like 
Sacco in the past has always been that guy that can just kind of knock in a chance at the last. Mm. You know, he knows where to be, where the ball's going to drop. And we just don't seem to have that. And then, I mean, we were watching it in that defence. Again, it just looks so shaky. Shaky. Yeah. Like, there was a moment when we did the same thing with a corner where every single player was up in their half and they broke. And it was just like, oh, God, here we go again. But I think, I can't remember, I think it was like Obiang or Reed got back in time. Yeah. Obiang, though. Was close. Oh, was I, I think he. Because yeah, I only saw was. the highlights. I was working Saturday, obviously. But, I think he um, made such a difference. He kind yeah, of right. helped. He helped the defence out because he was just there in front of them, protecting them. Yeah, because they haven't had much protection, have yeah. they? Yeah. And he's such a like a Rolls Royce for a player. Like he, he reminded me of Alex Song back when we first signed yeah. him, and he yeah, was yeah, good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Before that, the rest of the other eighteen months yeah. was rubbish. <laughs> um, yeah. But he just sat in front of the defence. He never gave the ball away. He was he was making it difficult for Middlesbrough. Yeah. He didn't yeah, make yeah, mistakes. Yeah. He was spreading the ball about really. Nice. Why do you feel he hasn't had a, a chance up to now then? I don't know. I don't know. There's some bizarre things that Slav does that I just don't understand. One of them, Antonio Antonio right back, sticking with Zaza. And the other one is just not playing Obiang every week. Because yeah. I've never yeah. seen him play and thought, well, he looked out of his depth. No. I think I, th- I just think he probably occupies that same space as Noble and Kiate, who in the past, mm. especially last season, were outstanding. I mean, mm. Czech hasn't got going this season at all. I don't know what's wrong with him. And obviously Noble just doesn't seem to quite be clicking. Although he had that great chance off the bar. I think yeah. if that had gone in, yeah. that would have been it. We probably would yeah. have gone on and won that game quite easily. But just, as I said, it just doesn't seem to be dropping for us at the moment. And then we have all the possession, one little corner from them, it's in, and you just think... Mm, we've got a lot oh, less God, pace, it seems to me, yeah. this season. And uh, we're finding it hard to get up and down yeah. I wonder the if pitch. teams have figured this out. Because like last yeah. season, the counter-attack, well, that was our speciality, yeah. wasn't it? And it just feels like this season, teams almost geared up to kind of defend against us, and they know it. How did yeah. you feel Mikhail did up front in that position? I think I think he did a job, but the only problem, similar to Zaza, is that he's used to playing on the wing, so therefore he drops off and, mm. and drops wide to receive the ball, and then mm. he's not in the middle to, to receive the cross, and there's no one else in there. Like yeah. Some of them players... Kiate got up there once, I saw yeah. the, the chance that he had. Yeah, he, he took it down, didn't yeah. he? It didn't quite fall for him, but... I feel mm. we haven't got the pace elsewhere for people to be flooding the box. Obviously, Noble, God love him, is never going to get in the box yeah. in time. Um, <laughs> and he ain't doing much in the air when he, if he yeah. does get in there. <laughs> yeah. But other than that, yeah, it just doesn't feel like we've got the, that urgency and pace to kind of get in the box in time. But Do you yeah. feel like there was a bit more confidence, character, a bit more spirit? Because that's what Slav said afterwards. I felt the fans were going for yeah, it. Like, yeah, there, yeah. Was the, yeah. there was a sense that they were, okay, we've got to stop messing about. Yeah, yeah, the yeah, fans yeah. definitely played their part. The atmosphere, I thought, like you say, was much better. I felt with Antonio up front, it was slightly different. We were playing almost to frustrate them a bit more. Yeah. Like, um, because in in previous games we've just been we've just been like trying to knock it up to the big guy up top whoever it is Zaza trying to get him to hold it up yeah, but yeah. but this time we were trying to play it on the floor when we lost the ball Antonio was chasing around that back four yeah, yeah. Mm. but like you say we didn't have much firepower going forward like it was very we hardly created a chance in that first half no. that noble shot from thirty yards or whatever it was is probably as yeah, close yeah, as yeah. we were going to get mm. and then to go up the other end. And Mark Noble's on the line. You put him on the line. I know. They head the ball down. Yeah. Why is he scooping his leg back behind the line? It's this is just basics. It. I don't know, mate. It. That that is it. Am I being mad? It was a it was a strong header. You might be being but, a little bit harsh. Yeah. You know, it was a strong header, yeah, and, and sometimes the reactions are. Yeah. You know, Antonio mm. lost to Arnie. You know, another little defensive error from yeah. him there. I feel like sometimes he's switching off in those vital moments and. Yeah. 
I think he needs to have that drummed into him. Mm. I don't really think does. the heads dropped as much though. When when we conceded, no. it it didn't like the last week when we conceded, it was you could just see the impending mm. doom on every player as they just like trotted back, yeah. heads down. This time. It seemed like the fans were like yeah. going like, right, we need to play our part. The players seemed a bit more yeah. pumped up, and it almost that was what we needed to kick us on a bit. Yeah, because we we looked like we were going to win it after that. But how did Dan uh, Adrian do? All right, <laughs> like I drop him. My stepdad really? phoned me up after the the game and said he he's making the back four uncomfortable because they can't rely on him to come for. Balls yeah, is more of yeah. a shot stopper. Well, I mean, it's a couple of ropey chances, yeah. wasn't it? A couple of times he like he tried to catch it when he should have punched it, and he punched yeah. it when he should have caught it. Yeah, I mean that one he should have punched, and then he did pour on the shirt of I can't remember who that striker oh, yeah, was. Yeah, yeah that's was right. Lucky. I saw I that. Think, Christ. Yeah, he was lucky that yeah, wasn't yeah. seen because that could have easily been a penalty. Yeah. I mean, I think if if Randall wasn't still out on the piss with Andy Carroll, he <laughs> he's, started, he's done himself. Unfortunately, a, they're still out. I think he, I think I just came past them. So, like, <laughs> he didn't do himself down any favours there, did he? Well, I, I heard it's not true. It's not true. It's not true. The, the guy who be. who said the sto- who tweeted the story saying, "Oh, like I've just seen Randolph and Carroll in Shoreditch. They're out from the night before." Had said, "I took that picture the day before." I was just, just it was a bit of a joke that got out. Yeah. So it was before the. So it was before, yeah, yeah. and to be. Fair. When it was all going around on Twitter, Russ, I said, we were on a WhatsApp chat talking mm. about it, and Russ zoomed in on the watch and said, "Oh, this watch oh, says hello, half five. Sherlock." Yeah, hello. <laughs> I mean, I work mean... if you're listening. I have got, I am really busy. I haven't got time to just be looking at WhatsApp, zooming in on photos. But yeah, <laughs> the watch. There you yeah. go. There's the smoking. It was gun. either five in the morning or it was five yeah. in the afternoon when that was taken. And, yeah. it was too, and then they were saying, "Oh, they're two o'clock. They're in London Bridge. They're in Shoreditch, oh, which to, I know is not miles apart." To be honest, though, I, I didn't really see much wrong with it. The thing is, Carol is injured. And, yeah, you know, exactly. So he's entitled to be do what he wants, and uh, and maybe Darren knew that he wouldn't be picked anyway. And yeah. everyone's complaining because they were in McDonald's. <sighs> Come off! You then. can't beat a Mackey D's. <laughs> I mean, he's Irish as well. He's, he loves a bit of the Guinness, doesn't he? That's a stereotype for you. <laughs> Justified the lifestyles into the most reckless place. Um, yeah, but they don't do themselves any favours when when these kinds of things happen because no, then it's no. just like another yeah, you know yeah, stick yeah. to beat us with, or the exactly, fans can beat exactly. them with. You know, and I, I don't begrudge them going out no. together. I, I think it sometimes can be a good thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, let's talk about Payet's goal because oh. I mean oh, God. Oh, yes. one of the best goals yeah oh. I think as Gary Lineker says the best I, goal I felt the like there was like a light coming down from the heavens <laughs> on yeah. him at that particular moment you know that was such an enjoyable goal to watch getting scored because like as he was running between those players, you're just like, shoot, shoot, you idiot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he went about, he hit the ball, he took, beat two more players than he yeah. had to before he shot. Yeah. And then when it finally goes it in. It trickled yeah. over yeah, as that well, trickle. didn't it? Daz, who we the eruption was slowly strangling me more and more. <laughs> Every player we went past, he would just be gripping my neck a little bit more. And I was, I was gradually like, he's got to score soon because otherwise I'm going to die and this will be the last thing I remember. But I'll be happy. <laughs> but yeah. yeah I, if we... If we were winning, I think that goal yeah. would just be everywhere. Like like people said, if it was messy, you would just be thinking, yeah. that's just another it outstanding moment. It was phenomenal. It was a way that he beat players, and even players he didn't beat seemed to fall on the floor. Yeah. Like, he was just running along and people were just falling on the floor. <laughs> he was just thinking, I have no had, idea what's going on. I've had enough of this. Yeah. Yeah. Right, that's it. And you could yeah. see after he scored, the emotion yeah. like, just poured out of him. He was just fired up. Yeah, he had his psycho moment yeah, there, yeah. didn't he? Come on. <laughs> 
<laughs> it reminded me of like a bit when Julian Dix, when we were proper rubbish, like uh, mid nineties. <laughs> Which time? <laughs> yeah, or early nineties. When Julian Dix would literally just drag us through ninety yeah. minutes, yeah, like yeah. he'd have to pick the ball up and smash it from forty yards. And go, what are we doing here? Exactly. You know I mean? yeah. It's good to see. Yeah. Um, let's talk about. Um, like the players we've got coming back, Cresswell. There's yes. talk of Sacco being ready for Palace, yes. mm. and there's a third one as well, big one. Carol's soon. I yeah, think. Carol's soon. How big are those players for you coming back? I think Cresswell will be a massive one. I, th- I think he's what we've missed because he obviously he offers us def- defensive, yeah. like, shores up the defence, but also offers that going outlet forward. going forward, mm. pace, and he and he, he knows he's played with that back four for for a couple of years now, so he knows he knows what it's all about. Um, Arbelo, I thought, looked really good when he came on for Byron. I mean, I was, I was gutting for Byron to go oh, off man. Yeah. Soon again. It's a but, joke, isn't it? but Arbelo actually looked pretty solid when he... He looks like he's getting fit, and like obviously we all know he's like a, the calibre of player he is. So mm. I think Creswell coming back is going to be a huge one. But like I said... Earlier, I hope they don't if, bring him back too too yeah, early. God, yeah. That's the only thing that worries me there. <laughs> oh, God, there's the impending doom all over again. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I was no, just, but... I've said it before, but West Ham is like final destination, isn't it? Like, yeah. Sam Byron, yeah. 30 seconds in, he heads the ball. There's like hardly anyone yeah. near him. And he's... Oh, no. We're talking months as well. Yeah, Gutting. Yeah. Do, do you think Cresswell, is, is, that, is he a big player to come back for you, Bianca? Yeah, definitely. For the for the reasons that you've just said, I mean, he's a dynamic player, isn't he? Mm. He's got pace, he's got skill, he can whip the ball in. Um, so and handsome as well, looking <laughs> on the shirt, you know, upgrading them stakes. Defensively, he's, he's solid, um, and yeah, I just uh, I think it will just provide everybody with a boost as well, yeah. which always helps, you know, when you've had so many people yeah, out yeah, for so long. Definitely. So that yeah. I think, uh, yeah, it, it it can't it can't go. But yeah, so wrong, I mean, if Sacco comes back, like I said earlier, he's just, he just not someone that knows where the goal is, oh, yeah. Yeah. and also they reckon what are you not long after them as well? Yeah. So yeah, I mean, we've not seen anything from him yet. That's but a couple we know of weeks from, like, after. Apparently. Oh, is it in AU? Yeah, AU yeah, might yeah, be yeah. ready for Palace. Yeah, yeah. Oh that's really? That's, that's, that's what they really yeah. yeah. I mean, AU again. I, I I just hope that they're not trying to rush them. Or didn't he have that like, gypsy desperate. witch witch doctor that said he could get him back in about two it, weeks? It and they like if he goes back to Ghana, like <laughs> <laughs> we'll yeah. them all back there. It yeah. is desperate measures, I know, yeah. but just worries me that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we, I mean West Ham have got a history of injuries, have they? I think I'm sure it'd be fine. We haven't got a history of rushing oh, back yeah. strikers when they're not, <laughs> not fully fit, have they? <laughs> yeah, nightmare. All right. Now let's have the interview we conducted this evening with Lee Boyer. Here he is. Right then, let's start. So, Lee Bowyer, former West Ham star, obviously. Been a long time since we've chatted, so we we want to find out what you think about the current situation at West Ham. What are your thoughts? Struggling is the first thing that comes to mind. Um, not in the position we all want to be in, obviously, but uh, it's the beginning. It's only six games in, Yankee, you know, so... There's obviously a long way to go and I'm hearing crazy stuff that the manager's in trouble and like um, might be getting a sack and it's, it's just crazy. Well, I don't know what they expect from the fellow. We finished seventh last year, didn't we? Mm. So, and we've only played six games. Okay, it's not been great, but this is, there's a long way to go. What do you think's been going wrong on the pitch? Yeah, but it's a bit, I think it's a, it's a combination of things. I think it's a new place, obviously. Mm. It's not as intimidating as, like, even when I was playing for other teams, going to West Ham, 
it was quite intimidating, you know, like the fans on top of you. Um, it's obviously not like that no more. So then teams are coming, and then it's, it's like a mini Wembley, isn't it? Yeah. So they're, they're enjoying it. Instead of before, they'd think, oh, no, like crowd are on you. But now, it's like a little Wembley, and then there's no pressure, and they're enjoying coming to West Ham by the looks of it, because teams that have been there, like Southampton the other day, and I think Watford, was, that, that was there as well, wasn't it? So... um I don't know, and I just think that our back four are getting left too vulnerable. Um, teams are hitting us on the break, and, and we ain't got enough cover, you know. So uh, that, that's what it looks like to me. Yeah, um, I spoke to um, a lot of goals. I spoke to James Ward-Prowse um, after the Southampton game, and he said exactly that. He said that teams are going to love going there. There's a, a lot of space. They don't feel under any pressure because they can't really hear. You know, the fans at Upton Park, you could hear everything that was being said, especially when someone was slagging you off. Um, but do you yeah. do you think that the West Ham players are struggling to sort of make it feel like they're home? It, it takes time, doesn't it? Everything takes time. Like, I knew it was going to be a big challenge moving ground, not just for the players, but the fans, you know, like because people would have had their seats for years and years and then they're like on top of the, like the chicken run and stuff and they're on top of the players and now they could be like 30 rows back somewhere you know so it's everything's a change and, and like you said the pitch is bigger Yeah. and I think when with the way we played last year I think you had, like you had Noble had a great season Coyote great season Pyatt great season Antonio done a right at the end So, but now we just seem vulnerable I think we seem vulnerable Pyatt is a luxury player yeah. Great player, but a luxury player. But when you're playing on a bigger pitch, and your luxury players that don't track back, then you get left vulnerable, and that's what's happening to us. I think I haven't actually been there and seen the game, but from what I see on match of the day and stuff, it, we're just getting left vulnerable at the back. Like there's times Watford, there was like four v two against our two centre halves, you know, and you're thinking, hold on, this ain't right. So I, I don't know. There's fullbacks ain't back yet. Creswell's a big miss. Yeah. So it, it's. It's a combination of things. It's only six games in. I won't start panicking. There's there's a lot of poor teams in that league this season. So, obviously, we don't want to be down there. But you put two or three wins together this early in the season, then you climb up the league and then everyone will forget about it. So, yeah. Do you think they're lacking a bit of confidence? Or do you think that they, they looked a lot better against Borough? Um, yeah, confidence is a big thing. But I, we should look better against Borough. Because no, no disrespect to Borough, but they're not they're not Premiership side, are they? Really? Uh. Um, I think last time they was in the Premiership was when I was playing. That's a long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> um, but apart from that, like we, we should be beating them, should be beating Watford, should be beating Southampton, you know. But but it's not happened at the moment. Like if you think to the start of the season, we had last season, we beat like Man City and Arsenal, you know. Like it's yeah, it's completely different. It's opposite this year, but. I think we was unlucky against Chelsea. I think we, we deserved at least a draw there. So, obviously, refereeing decision went against us and, and it cost us. But it's, it's early days. There's yeah. a long way to go. If you ask me in Christmas and we're still in the same position, then it'd be different. But now, nah, there's, there's still a long way to go before then. Hi, Lee. Chris here, the other host on the KMB podcast. I just, I just wanted to ask, like, obviously, you were in the 2003 team under Glenn Roder that got into a relegation scrap. Do you, do you see any similarities between those teams? Do you think this team's better than that team of 2003? Um, 
Uh, in certain positions, I think they're better. Like, they've got a pie yet. We never really had a pie yet. Joe Cole was probably our flair player, but I wouldn't compare him to Pyatt. I think Pyatt's an exceptional player. But he's but when things are going right for you. So, mm. I think forwards, we've got nothing up front at the minute. Not from what I've seen anyway. No. He's brought in a couple of forwards. They've not hit the ground running. Andy Carroll had a great pre-season, got injured. So then you've got something's happened with Sacco, don't know what, but he's not playing. So you're talking about the people that have done well for you last year, they're not even in the side. So uh, comparing the two teams, I don't I don't think you can because it was a different game then as well compared to what it is now. But uh, we've just got nothing going forward and we're getting left front with water back and it's not a good combination. No, that's got probably probably the worst combination you can have um, yeah, the thing is yeah. with Pyatt though he is a luxury player but he has helped us out of a hole on numerous occasions and I mean the goal against Borough was amazing wasn't it yeah yeah. Oh, don't get me wrong he should play he's got he's our best player by a mile but yeah. if you have too many of them luxury players and, and if the pitch is bigger then, then you do get left vulnerable and then teams pass it around you because then people don't put in a shift yeah. like if you think like Little Noble if the pitch is shorter, then there's less distance for him to cover and that coyote. But if yeah. the pitch is wider and bigger and then them other players ain't putting in their shift, then all of a sudden, instead of closing someone down 5, 10 yards, now it's 15, 20. They're covering their, their players, you know? So it's different and you can do it in a tighter pitch. But when it's a little bit bigger, then you'd be amazed. It might even be 5 yards, 10 yards difference in width, but it, it, it makes a difference in the middle of the park by, by well, for sure. Mm. Mm. Do you think that they'll start working more for each other? Do you think they need to have a few sort of harsh words? Because they do seem very friendly. I mean, them going out all night and <laughs> all the next day says that they get on well, but for some reason they're not gelling on the pitch and working hard for each other, like you were just saying. Yeah, but Pyatt didn't play the first, what, two, three games? Yeah. So he would have missed a bit of his pre-season. Okay, he was, he was gone in the summer, but he missed a bit. You know, like he was playing in the summer and Euros had a good Euros and then he, he had a rest for a while mm. so but you, you've got key players like Creswell was a good player Andy Carroll's a good player do you know like you've got your right back he's out at the moment as well and he what's, what's his Masuaku, name Masuaku um, yeah yeah he's out at the moment so you, and, and Antonio's doing really well uh, like on the wing he's chipping in with goals but you need you can't just rely on your midfielders to score you've got the fella from Juventus up front like he's not he's not done anything yet yeah. <laughs> so, mm. do you know what I mean you, you need other people to chip in with goals you can't just rely on midfielders and the forwards are there to score so if, you, if they're not going to score you're not going to win games that's as simple as that and one point ain't enough you need to you need to win games and Pyatt can only do so much Yeah, you can't just keep relying on him like last season he was unbelievable Saturday great goal but you can't just keep relying on him to do it do you know what I mean it's mm. just Football's a team game, and if you've got too many individuals in there, then then you're going to struggle. Um, I just, last question. I just wanted to know, like, so obviously you had Glenn Roder. They've got Slav and Bilic now. Um, do you think Slav's the man to get him out of it? Do you think he needs replacing at all? Do you think that might happen? <laughs> I, I can't. How can you replace him? Mm. The fella done exceptionally well last year, and I know it was last year, but. Just say, for instance, you did replace him. Who are you going to bring in? Yeah. Who are you going to bring in that's going to do a better job than him? Sam Allardyce, I thought, was doing a good job. I thought. 
And I thought it was a bit of a gamble to bring Slaven in because of the changing of the stadium. You don't want to be in the championship going into that stadium. So I thought, well, Sam, when the forever long Sam was going to be there, we would never, ever have got relegated, as far as I'm, I, I, can, like, I can tell. Mm. But now, Slavens took us on to a different level, I think. Yeah. The football's like a lot better. And oh, I can't, you can't replace him. Yeah. Perhaps some of those signings, though. Perhaps some of them signings, though, that were brought in in the summer weren't really up to the standard that, that we would hope have they been. No, but some are gambles. Like, you, you bring in foreign players. Yeah. And, like, I played long enough, right? and I see many a foreign player that come into teams that I was at, and they're just not up to scratch. But in their leagues, they do well because their league's completely different to us. Mm. But you're going you're gonna to get the odd dodgy one. Every team gets the odd dodgy one. Yeah. So your man uses your man see. Like, they just don't, it just don't happen for them. But, like, you look at Pyatt last year, Paul Pyatt, and everyone's like, oh, Pyatt, and then all of a sudden, he's a well-beater. Yeah, it was the same with so, Sacco. Yeah, he was great the, the season before, yeah. wasn't he? Yeah, so you just can't don't seem knock to have him through signings. Mm. Oh, he's had a couple of, But they might have been panic ones, because, yeah. I don't know, whatever happened with him and Sacco, and then thought, well, I've got to bring in a forward, because Sacco's not going to play, and then all the other ones are gone, and then he's just jumped on this one. But Do you think Ben Teke would have been, been good, good, a good signing for West Ham? Yeah. Yeah, I think because Andy Carroll is is out injured quite a bit, isn't he? Yeah. So I think he I think he would have suited the way we played because we do get down the wings and like Creswell puts a great ball in. Yeah. So I, I think he definitely would have suited us, but he's gone, so yeah. it doesn't matter. Well, hopefully after the international break, we'll get a few of these players back and uh, we'll be all right. Well, just quickly, so what are you up to? You still still fishing, catching fish week in, week you out? You won't believe where I am, Bianca. Where I'll are you? one guess where I am. I'm in the You're... south of France fishing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's all right for some, isn't it? I'm stuck in a broom yeah, cupboard, right. hunched over a microphone <laughs> talking to you. <laughs> oh, well, I'm glad oh, you're enjoying you. yourself. Thanks for talking to us. Yeah. No worries. And hopefully no, we can. When I'm free. Yeah, we'll try and get you into the studio, and you can tell us a few stories. I'm sure you've got loads of them. No, no, they can't go on. There. <laughs> <laughs> I'll speak to you soon. All Thanks, right, Lee. All right, take care. Bye. Um, there you go, Lee Bowyer. Yeah. Lovely man. He is doing a bit he's of fishing. Top man. Doing a bit of fishing. Yep, doing a bit of fishing. I've actually been fishing with him before. <laughs> That's what she no said. actual fishing. Yeah, we did a piece uh, for Soccer Saturday a few years ago when he was playing for West Ham. Yeah. Actually, you know what I loved about that interview? He was going, we, as in West Ham, yeah. he talks about, he's a West Ham fan, isn't he? He's a oh, proper... Oh, through and through. Not, yeah. um, it was a shame when he was there because he was so desperate to do well for West Ham and he really, he loves West Ham so much. But it just didn't it didn't work out. Mm. It, he was kind of on his last sort of legs, yeah. virtually, literally. He had a lot of um, injury issues. He had a lot of um, issues with the medical team as well, which mm. I'm not sure I'm allowed to go into. But yeah, so it was a shame for him that it couldn't have been a bit more successful. But mm. he finally got the shirt on, and I think that's what counts for him. Yeah, yeah. we'll get the full breakdown of his career down the line, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Um, other bits of West Ham-related news... Big Sam Allardyce. He works his whole career. We use his West Ham as a stepping stone because he wants to get to that, the end of that rainbow, the England job. Russ, he gets it. 67 days later, he's down job club. Uh, did you? What did you think? <laughs> um, I've got no sympathy for him, if I'm honest. I think he's an idiot. Like if he, 
I know that he's probably been stitched up by the press and you know he probably didn't do anything wrong but I think it just it does go to prove that he's probably been corrupt in the past and you think if you've got that job you've probably just got to be whiter than white and just go like mm. even in- if it is a mate you're helping out or whatever the situation it was, was. interesting what Ravel Morrison tweeted well yeah wasn't was it? it I told you no one listened no one listened well I read yeah. as well this like Colin where like Jermaine Pennant yeah, was saying that, that, that Ravel Morrison like, recorded that's a conversation. That's so unlike a footballer to do with that. Him in, like Sam Allardyce's office. Like do a story, yeah. isn't it? So it's around that whole thing where Sam Allardyce was trying to get him to change agents to that same agent that they all Mark used. Mark Curtis. Um, Ravel Morrison didn't want to do it, obviously. So he recorded a conversation with him and Sam on his phone like when he had went in to have a meeting with him. What? Do you not know this? What? <laughs> is, this, is this a big news story? Yeah, it came oh, out yes. like, the other day. Like, do you mean? No, no, it was... It was oh, was it? Yeah, oh, yeah it's been known it for... Yeah, it just sort of came out. They revisited yeah, yeah. it because of what happened. Oh, my God. And it was a story at the time. And basically, that was when he started to be dropped from the team. Wow. Because, I mean, this is what Ravel's saying, because he wouldn't sign Mark, and then all of a sudden they got rid of him, didn't they? Yeah. It spells at QPR and Cardiff. Yeah. I mean, that's not to say he would have been the the brilliant player we thought he was going to be because I don't know what he's doing mm. at Lazio I don't know if he's doing very well but well, no, there was talk of him getting back to the championship yeah. wasn't there like, but yeah. I don't know what he did so I don't know that might not be why he was dropped from the team he might have been doing other things who yeah. knows but yeah. that's that's what he's sort of said um, but yeah I mean go back to Sam I just I just think what are you playing at you know, you, it's just ludicrous yeah. Do you have it's a sy- shame, though. Yeah. <clears throat> Do you have sympathy, Bianca? Well, I did a, an article about this. I've got a new column, by the way, oh, in the mirror. Hello. Oh, mirror just football, dropping that one. Yeah. I just remember. I have read it. Do you want to flip? So, what people missing out? Yeah. On it? <laughs> <laughs> so, if you really want to know what I think, then uh, there's a little link on my Twitter yeah. at BWE Westwood. Daily Mirror columnist. Yeah. Uh, you, Esther Ranson. And who else? Don't know. I can't remember. Why are you putting me in a in the <laughs> Esther Ranson bracket? <laughs> trying to think of uh, Daily Mirror. You trying to say about my hamsters? Yo, know, I kind of think with that Big Sam thing that it was unfair. Really, I can't find. <laughs> mm-hmm. I can't find what the bad. What what's the bombshell he's done there? He talks it about was, it was what what the thing that he did wrong, and I think what the FA didn't like was him trying to. Giving them tips on how to break FA rules yeah. or bend FA rules. Yeah, you can't do that. Yeah, but I don't think he gave them tips though, did he? He just said, "Oh, you can, you can get around." There are ways it. around yeah. that. Yeah. But that's like, like I think I might have had, we might have had this conversation. But I was like, "Yeah, I, I could tell you how to murder someone." Like, yeah. And, but yeah, you know, and I have. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> also, <laughs> I mean, it's not it's really like... befitting an England manager to be talking no. that way no. in public. Um, naive, <clears throat> naive. In the yeah, victim, and yeah. I, I do feel for him because I know how much he wanted that job, and I think he would have done a solid job like he did for West Ham. Yeah, I don't think we'd have won the World Cup anytime soon, but he would have brought something that we desperately need, which is stability. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I've just lost so much interest in England over the years now. Yeah. That yeah. I just ultimately, when I read that, I was like, I don't even care. Yeah, yeah. like I, I'm that disillusioned with England. And maybe Sam Allardyce would have been the person to get me back yeah. interested because we would have actually progressed in tournaments. But I just don't care. Yeah. Even when the when the squads are announced, and I was like, "Oh, did Mikel get back in again?" And then I was just like, "Oh yeah, he did." Then I was like, mm. "Well, he's probably not going to play. It'll be the same players, even though it's Southgate." But yeah, um, who's he brought in instead of Kane? I didn't say. Oh, uh, um, I know Glenn Johnson's back in, isn't he? Fine. And yeah. 
Uh, Townsend's back in for Sterling. I can't. I can't remember who he's brought in that front. So we've got Vardy up front, and who else? I can't remember. Vardy's the one striker I can remember from that squad. Uh. Look, check it out yourself, listener. Yeah. Google.com. I've probably got a column in the mirror about it. Actually, <laughs> 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 um, last thing to say about Big Sam. You know when they interviewed him on the doorstep, like after he'd been, uh, you know, mutual consent, termination, whatever. How small was his house for a guy on <laughs> three million pound a year? He's like living in some village in Bolton. It's like a terraced house. Yeah. I, I did think so. What is he doing with all that money then? Yeah. yeah. Well, well, maybe what, he does what, need it. Well, his agent said and he's, he does pay taxes, so you know. Right. He well, maybe he's burying it like streams. Pablo Escobar. <laughs> yeah. Just burying yeah. it in the forest. It's like, yeah, outside his home in Bolton. It's like a tiny house. I can't understand. It must have been his mum's place. <laughs> <laughs> we can only speculate. When I get a column in the mirror, I'll. Uh... <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> You'll reveal all. Coming from the man who's uh, had some uh, screen tests this well, week. You know, you know stage, stage, hang around. <laughs> <laughs> Big things popping. Gonna Look at us. Up. Yeah. 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 Hey, movers and shakers. James Longman thinks he's done it all, you know. He ain't got a clue. (laughs) Um, Speaking of which, here he is. (laughs) Drop that in there. Very good. Great segue. Well, joining us now on the Knees of the Brown West Ham podcast, former co-host James Longman. Mate, are we going down? Hello. Are we going down? Just are cut the chase. Down. Relegation watch. <laughs> um, here's a funny thing. So I've just flown, I was in London for two days, I flew back to LA. On the plane back, they had highlights, it was Fox News, I think, and they were showing sports highlights, and they had matches, from like various matches from last season for all the teams. The West Ham one they showed was Bournemouth 4, West Ham 3, which... I remember the last time, that was a time last season where I thought, we're going to go down. Um, and that was an actual horror show. And I'm having that similar feeling. <laughs> but the feeling that you had after that Talk match. As a, yeah, the feeling but, I had after that match. But this is going on it for was, weeks it, now. I know, it just doesn't seem... Every time I think it's going to be okay, I, we play Middlesbrough at home and can only draw 1-1. One, one. Yeah. I mean, confidence must be so low in that team. Is there any left? Like, well, I like to think that with Payet's wonder goal, which was an absolute beauty, um, and also not conceding for that, might be a slight glimmer of hope in the darkness. Also, I saw that we may have Cresswell back for the next match. Sacco, who, regardless of what he's done, and it sounds like he's eaten a lot of Big Macs during the preseason, um, it could be a huge bonus for us because if we get him causing problems up front and with his pace and getting some goals we could be back in the game also we've missed Chriswell so much more than we thought he was yeah. so him back is a huge bonus for the team I kind of think maybe they wanted to leave Sacco out and the plan was he wasn't going to be involved but then we're so desperate now that they're like come on mate sort your head out or whatever I mean if you think about all the negatives we've had about Sacco all the negative people said and then look at our current strike force like Sacco is going to be a blessing in disguise if we can get his head right and if we can get him back on side, it'll make a massive difference for us. It's actually quite exciting. It's like having a new sign-in. Yeah. And all he's got to go going for him, really, is if he still wants to go, he's got to put in a shift because then he can go in January and get a move in January. So I think it can only be a plus point for us. 
Yeah. I mean, you're right. He's playing for his career now because like, he's just going to be sat, sat around if he doesn't work his head out. Yeah. Um, well, it sounds like... I, I, it always fascinates me how um, when players come back and they're not pre-season, how unfit can he possibly have been over the course of a few months? It's only like two months. Unless he's just been down the pie shop, how on earth can he be so unfit that it takes a couple of months into season to start playing? I know. Um, so, mate, you so you, you you weren't there on Saturday. You were back in the country, but you had to go to a wedding. But I was there to see your seat plaque. And um, mate, two months what, in what the making. I've been waiting to unveil it and what a treat for the eyes. <laughs> Is it exactly as you imagined? Exactly as I imagined. If I'd imagined four-year-olds at play school had made it. I thought, in my head, maybe naively, (laughs) I thought we played a bit of extra this season for really good seats, uh, a plaque, a programme, all these things. And the plaque essentially is someone's made on a colour printer in the West Ham office. Probably some work experience kid. It's not a plaque. It's a little bit of cardboard stuck on with blue tack. I mean, I love this club, but sometimes just do the small things right. Just do the little things to make the fans happy. Just do those things right. Because it just looks so poor. And I suspect they've just done it because they'll, they'll think, if these guys aren't here next season, it just takes another 30 seconds to print out someone else's name and stick it on. So, I mean, it's disappointing. Yeah, I mean, one of many thousands of things is, you know, that get seem a little, to be going Get one of those little, those little gold plaques. <laughs> a small and quite funny one. Just get those. Just make it look a little bit classier and make a fan feel a little bit more special. And they just it's things like that, the, de- the devil's in the detail. Just make people feel a little bit more special. Make them feel a little bit more loved. Don't keep doing things on the cheap because the same... It's, a, it's like a snake eating itself. It's the same shit over and over again. <laughs> Um, alright well relegation watch one day I'm going to do a jingle for this lovely really yes we're going to have some production values we're going to bring them back (laughs) just in time just in time so you have had them before in the past yeah we have we used to have jingle for when you cared have you seen Christian Daly a few other jingles (laughs) yeah that's before I was here I remember it's all gone downhill since I arrived. <laughs> Speaking of downhill, back to relegation. Watch. <laughs> Do you think uh, we're going to get relegated? As I said earlier, very optimistic all the time, but I just feel we just need to pick up some points soon because obviously we've got that horror run of, what is it, Arsenal, Man City, Man City, their new team, yeah. they're a force. Uh, Arsenal, Man City, Spurs and Liverpool, is it? Oh, damn. Together, like... I. Oh. The thing is, we will probably end up beating one of them teams, yeah. but they might raise it for that. I just feel like we just need to pick up a couple of points at the moment, just to. When does Zaza go going. back if he has to go back? How many games, isn't it? How many has he had? Is Too it many. Just... <laughs> God knows. Um, I think it was sixteen games before we. Right. Commit. I'm just thinking. But there's been like... talk about him going back in January, isn't there? Yeah, but I think we will probably bring someone in in January. Do you? Yeah, you have to. We have to, right? We've got. To. I mean, we can't spend twenty million on him. Joe, what's annoying? Kids, all right. If we looked at our transfer outlay, is there a way that we could have sent a load back and got Benteke? Do you know what I mean? Who would we have needed to swap? Because I think we could have done with maybe without Figuli. 
without Norvet. Norvet. They probably just didn't want to put all their eggs in one basket again, did they? Maybe. I think that's probably what it was. The criticism is that we we bought too many squad players. Yeah. They haven't haven't improved the starting eleven. Not many of them will make the starting eleven if everyone when everyone was fit. That starting eleven last week, look, how many players did we sign the summer that made that starting lineup? I can't think. Not, not even well, Arbolo, Arbolo. Well, he, Arbolo. Wasn't, he wasn't in it was he he wasn't in yeah, the starting was lineup. So, God mm. yeah. how's that <laughs> yeah but I mean we're kitted out for the championship world so you know <laughs> another news there we go <laughs> Bianca relegation watch you, last week you said you're staying up are you still where is the Biancarometer um, we're still staying up we're still yeah. staying up yeah, yeah. what do Good. we think because uh, obviously Swansea ditched their managers today didn't they yeah Gwidlin yeah, yeah. brought so in Barb and, and yeah. they, they did hey Barb Swansea have exactly the same record as us. I think they have the same amount of wins. One win, yeah. Was it one win, one draw, three uh, four yeah. defeats or whatever. Is that the same as us? And they said, enough, get out. Slav, the sackometer. No, I think Slav's got a lot more in the bank. Do you think? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. He's, but there's got to come a point though, surely. A lot of the Swansea fans I mean, I, weren't I happy him, about Gwidlin going. Yeah. It Ma- almost just feels like some teams just feel like they've got to get in first, haven't they? Just yeah. get that manager they want first before someone else sacks someone and yeah. beats them to it. Well, they but... did it with Gary Monk, didn't they? They did yeah. it pretty early, I think, and then mm. yeah. they managed to turn them. it around. <laughs> yeah. God. Well, talk of turning it, turning it around. Let's move on to predictions. Our, our next three, uh, next four games, Palace away, Sunderland at home, Everton away, Stoke at home. I kind of think we need nine points out of that for me not to be suicidal. I'd take a point at Palace. Yeah. If we don't beat Sunderland at home, I am going to be very, very upset and annoyed. We should smash them as well. They're not... I bet they've got Defoe. Oh, no. But then I've said that for Middlesbrough, for Watford, for every other game. If we don't win this one at home, then it's downhill. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, how many games have we played? Seven? seven have we played seven? But it now? will be after the international break. A few players will be back. We'll yeah. have just got a point at Sellers Park. We might be feeling a bit. We've just been Crystal Palace, eighty-eight <laughs> nil. Andy Carroll's back and scored seventy-nine goals. Yeah. I think I think we're going to win. We're going to beat Sunderland, <laughs> <laughs> and that is that is when we, no, we never have to lose. beat them. If we yeah. beat them, I'll, I'll think we're we're going to be absolutely fine. If we lose against Sunderland, I'm going to start getting really? medieval <laughs> on their asses so you think Palace away Sunderland at home are you, what do you bring uh, how many points out of that we've got to get four points four points 100% yeah well, you've got, say, do you got think do you hope four. or do you what do you expect Palace I mean Palace is a tough one it's a tough but I mean we've won there in recent seasons haven't we mm. you know but yeah, it's, but it's always the part isn't it you never know and, and they've got Ben Teke about 800 new players he as well, was great they? the yeah. other night wouldn't he yeah, yeah. and it's just a the curse of the play we and Tom could Pins. have signed oh don't still yeah. breaks my heart I know. Yeah. I still feel that defence has gone downhill since, yeah. since he's left he's the one ball playing defender that we haven't got now yeah but, um, <sighs> god well um, uh, I might just shoot myself now I need to a, get that music if you want, if you want to be lifted up right, have you seen on, on West Ham have put it on their Instagram stage uh, Dominguez Dominguez Queena is it yeah. the young yeah. player from Chelsea. oh yeah have you seen his goal he yeah. scored the other day it is unbelievable get him on let's put him in yeah let's get what him have we got to that. lose and we've scored a couple of worldies like Tony um, what's Tony his name Martinez yeah. Martinez he scored like a, yeah. like a volley from yeah 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 we've got a few youngsters we've yeah, got I'm Fletcher in. and Ed Milson yeah. yeah they've been raving about him as well yeah 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 so you know 
Maybe Fingers all cr- is not lost. Yeah, maybe maybe that is the positive note on which we end this episode. Exactly. That we're gonna have some really good, yeah. really good championship. Under eighteens are absolutely flying. <laughs> yeah, supporting them. <laughs> them and West Ham ladies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Oh. <laughs> Controversial. Uh, well, then on that note, DJ Russ Willie, thank you very much for Pleasure. joining us. You're on Twitter, obviously at Russ Willie. Yeah. Yeah. Get on there. Get on there for, for your banter needs. Excellent. <laughs> Bianca, thank you very much. No worries. What day's your column out in the Daily Mirror? Thursdays. Thursdays. What are you writing about this week? Exclusive uh, for the podcast? Uh, I haven't actually decided yet. You haven't decided or you haven't started? <laughs> well, I haven't started. <laughs> no, not yet. <laughs> oh, I've got, a f- I've got a few ideas in mind. Oh, here we I'm go. not going to give it away. The pre- and when's your deadline? Wednesday night because it comes out Thursday. Oh, that's the pressure. The pressure of a being I usually, a It's like being back at uni. I usually leave it till I'm under pressure and then... Bosh. How many words you've got to deliver? Is I don't know. It yeah, no, it's not really like 600 words. Right. But I eight, usually go way of over Red that. Ball, a few Pro Plus tablets. <laughs> yeah, get the Marble Reds out. Yeah. <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> like the good old days. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, will you ever use a ghostwriter or is it all like. No, I don't think so. No, it's never as good. No. When you use a ghostwriter. Yeah. Good. <laughs> I'm just picturing a little like scene from like Ghost the film, like someone coming up behind you when you're working Patrick's your desk crazy. and like gripping the pen for you. Well, I mean, if you page. mean, does it sort of like come from the ether, like the universe? And yeah, I kind of feel like I'm channeling a ghost. Yeah, Casper. There you go. And it's an exclusive podcast. <laughs> Bianca, my my column is written by a ghost whose energy I channel. There you go. There you go. That's the that's the note to end on. What yeah. a weird episode this has been. <laughs> Yeah. Thanks to our guest dropping out. Odds and sods. Yeah, good. (laughs) All right, well, uh, we'll we'll get an international break, so we've got a week off, but we'll join you in a couple of weeks. In the meantime, come come on, on you irons. The Knees Above the Round West Ham podcast is brought to you by BombettaLondon.com. Italian food brought to you by James Longwin, who used to be a presenter on this podcast and now is some sort of restaurateur, relatively successful because the food is edible and it's very nice. And you can make a reservation by going to BombettaLondon.com. 